What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a different version of the Suplexes, Scores, and Save Points podcast. I am Ryan, and today I am running so low here today. Uh, Nathan, my usual co-host, my brother, is on a family vacation this week, um, so he will more than likely not be joining me at all this week. Um, and my guest co-host, my backup, uh, Jeff, our other co-host, is uh, unavailable to be on the podcast today. But we got to get this out for all you beautiful, beautiful people that are listening and potentially watching, because I think I'm going to start putting these back out on YouTube. So if you uh, if you want to see this, go check out youtube.com slash Check out the video version of the podcast. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. It is July 19th, 2021. And oh my God, what a week of wrestling we had. Um, we're going to be talking wrestling, we're going to be talking sports, and we're going to be talking a little bit of video games. But we are going to jump in to the weekend that was in professional wrestling because... Boy, oh boy, oh boy, did we have a uh, tremendous action. Fans are back, not only in the WWE, but fans were back also for the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view event, Slammiversary, which, ooh, boy, do I want to dissect. Um, I really wanted to have Jeff and Nathan here to discuss these pay-per-views, and we might get them on later. And they, I can get their reactions to Money in the Bank and Slammiversary and everything that happened. But I'm going to give my uh, rundown, my two cents um, here and uh, maybe get their reactions later. Again, I don't know how long this podcast is going to go. I ramble a lot when I'm by myself. I don't like doing these by myself. So we'll see what happens. But first, we're going to get into it. Smackdown from Corpus Christi. Well, what was this from? I don't remember where the show was from, uh, but it was uh, the first live event with fans uh, since COVID-19 hit. It's been 18 months. Uh, we kicked off the show with who else than Mr. McMahon and came out and uh, told the crowd, where the hell have you been? Great way to kick it off. We, then we got the opening, uh, the opening signature. And then we got... Roman Reigns and the Usos coming out for their huge six-man title match, six-man match against Edge and the Mysterios. Uh, Roman got a very good reaction, and hearing crowds back is just chef's kiss. It makes everything better. Uh, wrestling is meant to be with fans. Wrestling is meant to be with, with that reaction with the, the, the response of the fans, you don't get that without fans. And it does not, it, it just, wrestling does not work uh, without fans. And I have been dreading watching wrestling because of no fans. And now the fans are back. I don't care if it's Raw, if it's ROH, if it's Impact, I'm going to be watching because when there's fans, they're energetic, they're into it. It makes me watching on TV feel that much better. Uh, and then we got... Dominic and Ray coming out, and then Edge came out to a thunderous ovation. Edge got one of the biggest pops I've heard in a while. Um, this was a very, very good six-man tag. Um, 
the uh, at one point, the Usos double powerbomb Dominic onto the announce table. And this was Dominic's first ever match in front of fans, which is blew my mind. Uh, but there's probably a lot of wrestlers out there that are like that. Um, Edge at one point speared Roman Reigns on the floor. Jimmy uh, got a cheap shot in on Rey Mysterio, which allowed Jay to roll him up and grab the tights and get the win. A roll up, as always, on WWE. But this one was a little different. Um, the Usos beat down the Mysterios, and then Edge made the save with the chair. Um, Reigns was going to... Reigns hit him with the Superman punch and was going to use the chair, the broken piece of chair that Edge had been using. Um, but then Edge delivered the spear on Reigns and made Reigns tap to get the upper hand um, on Roman Reigns heading in to their clash at Money in the Bank. Uh, then we had, uh, you know, Finn, uh, we had uh, Sami Zayn come out. Uh, Sami Zayn talking about the conspiracy theories again. Um, and he was interrupted by none other than the former two-time NXT champion Finn Bauer making his return to the blue brand. Finn Bauer would then counter a sneak attack. Sami Zayn tried to get him. Finn Bauer delivered the coup de gras, and the fans lost their mind. Great seeing Finn Bauer back. Um, Zayn is always amazing. Zayn is his character's great. He makes anything he touched great. Uh, but Fing seeing Bauer, Bauer back, uh, SmackDown getting some NXT people to come over and fill their roster out. 100% okay with all this. We had Shotzi and Knox take on Natalia and Tamina. If they win, they, they get a title match, even though they've already beat the champions. This doesn't make sense. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there was a storm that passed through my area when this show was on. So a lot of this show, I didn't see some of it just due to the channel being having issues and not being allowed. I couldn't see some of it. This match was the one match I didn't really get to see much of. Um, Shotzi and Knox get the win over Tamina and Natalia, which basically means they are getting a title match at some point. Uh, then we had the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defending against Carmella. A decent match here. Uh, it was great to see Bianca have her moment with fans. Um, got a good reaction, which I loved. Um, she ended up winning this match with the KOD after using her hair whip. Great match. Very, very good. Um, was not great, but it was good. I really wish I could have seen Bailey and, and Bianca. It sucks. Then we had uh, Baron Corbin come to the ring, and Corbin showed a website that he is building, um, which is great. Hilarious. A crowdfundme, the Corbin Fund Me site. Um, Kevin Owens came out, and then we had the main event, Fatal 4-Way, Big E, Owens, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins at... Uh, one point during this match, Owens climbed up a ladder, delivered a top rope or an elbow drop off the ladder through Nakamura, through the announce table, um, which led to Rollins getting the win as he stomped Big E face first into a ladder to get the victory. And Rollins stood tall to close down the show, giving him momentum um, into Sunday. 
a fantastic show all around. They they pre this is kind of like the way I looked at it was this was kind of like a pay-per-view to me. This felt like a pay-per-view. It was like we're back. Um, we've got a new uh new lease on life here. Uh it felt like for SmackDown. So um yeah. Also on Smack Friday, we had 205 live. Um, a couple matches here on the show as Guru Raj uh, took on Asher Hale. Um, and uh, Raj with a big one, two, three after a backslide. So a very big win for Guru Raj. It's a good start to his young career. And then Ari Sterling. Grayson Waller had a very good main event match. Um, Grayson, Ari Sterling is crazy. Um, but Waller also um, did, did good, good as well. Sterling at one point missed the 450, but then uh, Ari Sterling gets the win, defeating the undefeated Grayson Waller. Two of five. Um, yeah, two of us. It it, it kind of sucks now. I mean, they 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 kind of gutted that roster, but they still have a good young group of people. So, um, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. Um. Let's see. We got New Japan Strong. This was the. Uh. Tag team turbulence show the first matchup in this in this tournament. The Good Brothers make their return to New Japan as they took on TJP and Clark Connors. Of course, the Good Brothers get the win here with the Magic Killer. They're not going to bring them in and have them lose first round. Uh, Good Brothers probably going to win this whole tournament. Uh Second match in the tournament, it was Yuji Nagata and Rin Narita versus Fred Weehai and Wheeler Utah. So a couple of uh, thrown-together tag team here. And the veteran Yuji Nagata gets the win with Narita. Third match, the West Coast Wrecking Crew versus Kevin Knight and the DKC. The West Coast Wrecking Crew, of course, Jarrell Knight. Uh, he and his partner... Uh, who is his partner? Nelson. Darrell Nelson and uh yeah, I forgot his tag team name. Forgot who it is. Um, but the West Coast wrecking crew get the win here. Um Isaacs. Where's Isaacs? Uh the West Coast wrecking crew get the win here. And then the fourth match, Violence Unlimited, Brody King and Chris Dickinson versus Junior Kratos and Danny Limelight. And another first round matchup. Violence Unlimited get the win. Four matches on two on uh New Japan Strong. Uh all tag team matches. So if you're a tag team wrestling fan, um, that might be what you want to check out. Now we get to the meat and potatoes of everything. We had Slammiversary on Saturday. Let me tell you what. Uh, if you if you're follow my YouTube, if you follow my... I tried to live stream. Um, this did not cooperate, but we're going to talk about it now. Um, show kicked off on the pre-show. We had the Knockouts Tag Team title match. 
Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary took on Fire and Flava, Hogan and Steels for the Impact Knockouts Championship. I will be going through our predictions here. Uh, we did do predictions, so we'll be going through those. Uh, we'll get the reaction of Nathan and Jeff, like I said, later on this week, hopefully. Havoc uh, and Rosemary took on Fire and Flava in this matchup. I took Rose, uh, Fire and Flava. Me and Jeff both actually picked Fire and Flava to win. Nathan went with Decay, and uh, Decay get the win. Uh, Havoc ended up hitting Hogan with the Tombstone Pile Driver, the safest tombstone known to man. Um, Decay get the win, so Nathan picks up two points to start the night off early in his favor. Uh, this was on the pre-show, and it was um, a little rough. The commentary team really brought this down a little bit. They were, and I get the pre-show. It's your job to kind of, it's your job to kind of get the fans wanting to buy the show. And I get that, but they talked about everything but this match almost the whole time, and it kind of sucked. Um, and then we had we kicked off the show with Ultimate X, Josh Alexander defending against PD Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju. Ultimate X is back. Um, I ended up picking Josh Alexander. Nathan went with Trey Miguel and Chris Bay uh, for Jeff. Uh, it was hard to pick this match. Eight men, you never know, or six men, you never know who's going to get it done. Uh, very good win. End of the match, Alexander and Bay both have the title. Uh, they're both uh, hanging on the the, the, the the cable, hanging on to the belt, and then Austin or Alexander knocks Bay down, and Josh Alexander retains in Ultimate X, retaining his X Division Championship. That means I picked up eight points there. But we had a very special match that was announced after we did our predictions, so we uh, were not allowed to predict it. We didn't know. Matt Cardona in a special partner against Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood. And, of course, Matt Cardona's partner ended up being his fiance Chelsea Green. Uh, Chelsea Green, of course, used to wrestle in Impact as Laurel Van Ness, the hot mess. Um, this was a decent match. Uh, they all knew each other pretty well. I would say, uh, Tennille being Matt Cardona's ex-girlfriend, Chelsea being his current girlfriend. Um, I don't know. This was, this was decent. Um, Chelsea Green or, uh, Tennille tried to hit another low blow on Cardona, but Cardona was wearing a cup. He then wrapped the cup onto Meyer's face. Um, she said that he threw Myers into green who hit a Canadian destroyer and then green hit Dashwood with the unprettier, which never looks good by the way. And Matt Cardona and Chelsea green get the win. Uh, then we had W Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. We all picked Morrissey in this match. Uh, and Morrissey does get the win here. Very easy. Uh, this Edwards did a lot, um, but Morrissey kind of looked very, very good here. Um, and uh, yeah, remains undefeated. We then had a Moose promo, but then after that, um, we had along with the drama queen, King, which seems to suggest that 
the former WWE superstar Aiden English will be uh, making his debut for the company upcoming. So another another former WWE guy. I'm always a Matt Aiden English fan, so I'd be cool with that. Then we had an impromptu match. Fulton and Shira came out complaining that they were barred from ringside for Ultimate X. And Scott Demore brings out the returning former tag team champions, Finn Juice. Finn Juice back in Impact as well. This match is a very short match. Um, Finn Juice get the win very easily here. Then we had Saban versus Moose. This was the second time where we all agreed on a person. Moose across the board. Oh, by the way, uh, Morrissey got those points. Uh, I got four. Nathan got four. And Jeff got one. Uh, we all picked Moose in this one, and uh, Saban ends up getting the win with a quick roll-up. Um, interesting. Did not really think uh, Chris Saban would get the win here. That was uh, interesting. Um, but Moose loses to Saban. Moose signs that brand-new deal. So Impact's like, you know what, now, we, now we're just going to bury him again. I don't know. Does not make sense to me. Uh I like Moose, man. I don't know why Impact decides not to use him. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Because Moose is, is great. And, and oh, he loses the save in here. Then we had the fatal four-way for the World Tag Team Championships. The Good Brothers against the champions, Violent by Design, Rich Swan and Willie Mack, and Fala Ball and his a mystery uh, tag team partner, Um. And this one, I went, me and Jeff went for Violent by Design. Nathan went with Swan and Mac. Uh, Follow Ball came out and he said he needed a new partner and he brought out No Way. So No Way Jose has arrived in Impact Wrestling. I swear that after he left WWE, he had denounced this gimmick and did not like it. But uh, he's back to doing it. Um, this was a very, this was just a, ah, it was a fatal four way, everybody against everybody. This was all over the place. Um, there was a brawl everywhere. And then the distraction, um, Anderson hit a gun stun on Rhino gallows tagged himself in. They hit the magic killer on Rhino for the win. The good brothers are the new impact tag team champions. So now the good brothers and Omega hold all the gold. Then we had Deanna Parasso defending against a mystery opponent. Uh, we're going to go through who we thought. Jeff thought Chelsea Green, which technically did come out, but it was not in this match. He kind of got fucked over. I went with Cassie Lee, the former iconic. Um, and I did pick Deanna to win. Nathan thought Kyrie Sane. Don't know why. Kind of out of the nowhere. Pretty sure he's still under contract with WWE. Um, I did pick Deanna to win. Uh, the actual opponent for Diano Parasso was Thunder Rosa. So now she's wrestled in Impact as well. Um, Parasso ends up getting the win here, though. Decent match. I'm not a huge Thunder Rosa fan. I know I might get hate for that, but I'm not a huge Thunder Rosa fan. But Thunder Rosa loses to Diano Diana Parazzo. Um, So I get two points for that one. Post-match, though. Uh, Deanna was going to get to grab a microphone, but then hardcore country, uh, played in the arena and Mickey James returned, said that she's not here to fight Deanna, but she said she offered Deanna a spot on the NWA empower card. Um, and then, uh, 
Peraza said, get out of the ring. And then James slapped her and super kicked her. Are they going to wrestle? Is that going to be Mickey James match at, at Empower? Is going to be Donna versus Mickey? God. Then we come to our main event. No disqualification for the Impact World Championship. Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. Now, I, I, me and Nathan both went with Omega in this one. Jeff thought they were going to do the title change. I wasn't sure. They very well could have. Uh, there was a moment where Callahan took a pizza cutter to uh, Omega's face. Uh, both man bleeding. There were trash cans. There were forks. There were there. There were. Uh, there was so much happening. This was a, just a disgusting match. Uh, this was just a fight. Um, and then Omega hit two V triggers and a one winged angel into the thumbtacks for the win. Sammy Callahan loses to Kenny Omega. Um, then everybody's in the ring, you know, Omega, Callis, um, Gallows, and Anderson. And then we get the lights go out. And then the Bullet Club logo flashes on the screen and Switchblade Jay White makes his Impact debut. He walked around the ring and then the Impact logo plays and we have no idea what happened. So Jay White has made his Impact Wrestling debut interesting. Very, very interesting to see Jay White uh, make his debut did not expect that of anybody that could have came out i was not expecting jay white um I, I was really not expecting jay white jay white that completely got me um omega gets the win though so i picked up nine more points nathan picked up eight we did not do very well on the impact portion of our um of our not do well on our impact portion of our predictions uh Um, so yeah, uh, so then we're going to move over to, we're going to be moving over to money in the bank. Uh, Money in the Bank, the first pay-per-view with fans, a full, full house. I know WrestleMania had fans, um, but uh, what can I say about Money in the Bank? This show was pretty good. I, I, and uh, I'm going to be honest, I did pretty good on the predictions for this one. I only missed two matches. Um, so... We kicked it off on the pre-show with the SmackDown tag team title match. This was made after our uh, predictions were made, so we did not pick this one. But the Usos took on the Mysterios in a damn good tag team match. They got me with an, with an early kick out. They had a false finish um, where I thought the Usos were going to get the win. Um, this was... <coughs> um, and then uh, Ray ended up getting pinned by Jey Uso with a roll-up as Jimmy put his feet on Jay's back. What a match. Usos win and are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, what a match. What a way to kick off the show. I mean, you start off with the pre-show like this. 
this was going to be good. The main card started with the women's money in the bank. Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross with Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina. Um, I went with Liv. Jeff went with Liv. Nathan went with Alexa Bliss in this one. Um, Alexa stood in the corner the whole time. Um, we, I wasn't sure if Alexa's magic was going to be a thing that was going to happen. Uh, it did happen. The crowd kind of shit on it. Um, Vega was climbing the ropes, uh, looked into Bliss's eye. Bliss made her climb back down. Um, we had a, this was a, this was a, well, a car crash, but in a good way. I, I, I enjoyed this match. I know a lot of people online did not enjoy this match. I liked it. I liked this tag team ma- or this Money in the Bank match. I thought it was good. Um, the end of the match, we, towards the end, Bliss got buried um, under th- a bunch of ladders. The only thing I didn't like was Tamina and Natalia's dominance, man. They they were always in this match. Like, they'd take a huge bump and get right up, and it was very annoying. Um, everybody was climbing. Asuka, Tamina, Morgan, Naomi, Vega, and Natalia were all with three ladders battling it out. And then Nikki A-S-S-H climbed over everyone, grabbed the briefcase, and gets the win. Nikki Cross, or Nikki A-S-H, is the winner. Miss Money in the Bank. Very good match. Uh, Unexpected winner, I would say. But they can do some good stuff with this. I think Nikki, I was going to pick her. She was second on my list of who I was going to pick. Um. And I should have thought if there would, but yeah, this was a very good match. I, I did not enjoy some of the moments with Tamina and Natalia. I thought they got way too much in, in this match, but I'm happy for Nikki. Glad she's finally getting a moment. Glad she's finally getting a push of some kind. Um, anything to get Nikki on TV. I'm okay with, I'm cool with it's fine. Um, and then we moved on into the Raw Tag Team Championship match. AJ Styles and almost versus the Viking Raiders. This was way better than I expected. I did not know what to expect out of this match. I was not sure who was going to win. I was not sure what was going to happen. Uh, you know, almost hasn't had a long match yet. Uh, this was his longest match. The only criticism I had of this match was almost needs to learn how to sell. His selling is not that good. Um. That's the one thing I would say that they need to work on him on is how to sell. I know he's 7'2", 7'3", so selling's not something that comes naturally to him. Um, but he picked up Ivar with a press slam, which was insane. He picked up Ivar with a press slam, which was absolutely insane. I did not expect that. Um, but, uh, yeah, almost an AJ get the win here. We all three across the board went with that one. Uh, almost 10 points for me and Nathan and 9 points for Jeff. If you can keep in track at home, I'm running away with this one at the moment. Then we had the WWE title, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Another three-way sweep here as Lashley crossed the board with 13 for Jeff and Nathan and 12 for me. Uh, domination is the domination is the keyword here as Bobby Lashley dominated Kofi Kingston. Kofi looked good early on, but Lashley ass whooping and i enjoyed every minute of it this is the bobby lashley i wanted this is the bobby lashley i need to see all the time <coughs> um this was great this was great i don't care why i don't care kofi kingston 
will always be over. Kofi Kingston will never, you know, lose his. He can always be thrown back up into a main event feud and be okay. Lashley needed to dominate this one, and he did. He looked great. Bobby Lashley squashes um, Kingston here, and fantastic. No words can, there's no bad words to be said here. This was as good as it gets, I think, when it comes to a Lashley-Kingston match. Uh, the next match on the card was Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Now, this was started off hot. Fans were chanting, we want Bicky, or Becky and Flair gave everybody the middle finger and said, suck it. Craziness. Um, I, and, and Peacock had to censor it, uh, which was nuts. Uh, uh, Nathan was the only one who picked Flair in this match. By the way, if you're keeping track at home, uh, me and Jeff both picked Rhea. Um, they won the crowd. They went, the crowd, uh, you know, they, it was early on, we want Becky, and they went to a, we, this is awesome chant by the end. They won the crowd over. Uh, this was great. I, say what you want about Charlotte, and I know people are going to be mad that she won, and I completely understand it, but Charlotte Flair, when she is on and she, she, she wants to have a good match, she is one of the best to do it. You can quote me on that. She is one of the best ever in the ring. And, uh, yeah, it gets no better than Charlotte. And uh, Rhea and Charlotte put on a fantastic match. Uh, Rhea got reversed out of a riptide flare into a DDT, which I've never seen Flair do that before. It was fantastic. Flair did a natural selection from the top rope, which I thought was over. Rhea kicked out at the last second. Um, I was on my feet for this one. This one was great. End of the match came. Rhea missed a charge, which Flair... Sandwich Rhea between the post and the steps, kicking it. Then walked in the figure eight. Rhea did not want to tap. She held on as long as she could. But in the end, Charlotte Flair forces her to tap. Um, Charlotte is once again Raw Women's Champion. Nathan collects those points. He goes 11 points. But the big story here, fantastic match. I know some people may not agree with it. I wasn't necessarily happy with it. But the match itself... Amazing. One of the greatest matches. Uh, this was probably one of my favorite matches of the night, honestly. I love this match. Then we had the men's Money in the Bank. This one was insanity. We had Ricochet, Morrison, Riddle, McIntyre, Big E, Owens, Nakamura, and Rollins. All eight men just completely took each other out. And then an unexpected rivalry, uh, unexpected alliance happened as Rollins and Morrison took over for a little bit. Um, I had Big E, Nathan with McIntyre, Jeff went with Morrison in this one. Um, this was a good story told during this match. Uh, McIntyre took over for a while, taking everybody out. Um, but then Veer and Shanky and Jinder Mahal came in, took out Jinder and drug him away, or took out uh, Drew, drug him away, which, man. Um, then the best moment of the show, Ricochet was on the ladder. Um, Riddle ended up tipping the ladder over. Ricochet bounced off the ladder, off the top rope, flipping onto a group of people. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the biggest bump of the night, Rollins powerbombing Owens over the top rope into a ladder bridge, which Owens, man, you, you know, Owens will take the bump. If, if there's someone to take a bump, him and Ricochet in this match were crazy. Um, oh, it's nuts. Rollins, I was. It seemed like Rollins was going to win, and then Big E came from behind, hit a big ending off the ladder, 
Biggie climbs back up, grabs the briefcase, and my God, did I lose my mind. I was like a schoolgirl. It was like a Justin Bieber concert. I lost it. Big E winning is the greatest moment I've seen in a long time. Much deserved. Uh, Big E has always been one of my favorites. Even when he was in, doing the five count in NXT, he was one of my favorites. Always been a huge Big E fan. Um, I always thought he could do way more than they've used him with them. And finally, damn it, they need to put the title on him. I'm so fucking ready for Big E to be the world champion. I don't know when. I kind of want him to wait a little bit. But when that moment happens and Big E cashes in, the crowd is going to lose their mind. I am so ready for it. Big E winning kind of put me over the top. Uh, I got those 11 points. That was kind of all I needed to kind of uh, secure this victory in the in the predictions. But man, oh man, Big E winning. They finally, I feel like, made the right call on this one. Now, I know you could have made an argument for pretty much anyone in this match, but Big E, to me, was the one that needed it the most. He'd been on the cups. He's been broken up with the New Days on his own. He's been on the cusp of the main event for a while now. And, uh, you know, they didn't know if they were going to pull the trigger, and they finally pulled the trigger. And now we wait, and I'm ecstatic. Um, and then we had the epic encounter of Roman and Edge. I turned my phone off for this one. Um, we all went with Reigns, by the way, except for Jeff went with Edge. Um, I turned my phone off and watched this one because I knew this was going to be an epic um, encounter, and they delivered. Roman Reigns, say what you want, and now I know I'm going to look right at the camera for this one. Hold on. I'll look right at you guys. I know people talk about Omega, and I know people talk about Roman Reigns is the greatest thing in, in professional wrestling today. He's on it. His character, he nails it. He puts on banging matches every single night. Roman Reigns, I don't care what you say. You can keep your Omegas. You can keep whoever you want to say is the best. Roman Reigns, to me, is the best all around. Um, him and Edge had an epic encounter. This match was great. <coughs> it kind of went on for a long time. I didn't know it was going to be over. Uh, this was a paper that went over three hours long. Um, but this was insane. Um, back and forth, um, Reigns misses Spear as he went through the barricade, then Edge stopped the count, spearing Reigns through another barricade, um, thought it was over then, but then Reigns did a Superman punch in the ring that took out the referee, um, Edge was going to, you know, Edge and Reigns were, Reigns was going to use the, uh, chair again, um, Edge reversed it, walking in the crossface with the pole, the Usos come in but the Mysterios take them out. Um, but then Seth Rollins ran in for one reason or another, super kicked edge, allowing reigns to go for a spear edge counted it. A new referee runs down Roman with an epic kick out. Um, then later on, Rollins returned edge kicked him from the apron. Roman hit a spear retaining the title. In an epic match, A plus, five stars, whatever you want to say. This match was great. After the match, Edge attacks Rollins, and they have a huge uh, feud building, which they're going to wrestle at SummerSlam, which is going to be great. Um, this was great. This was awesome. Edge and Rollins then destroyed each other on the way to the ring. And then uh, Reigns grabbed the microphone and said, now the whole world can acknowledge me. And I'm going to go ahead and say the GOAT 
<coughs> John Cena returned. And I'm not a big John Cena fan, but even I hopped up super excited, losing my mind as John Cena made his return to the WWE. And he never said a word, but he said it all. He didn't say a word to Roman, but he said it all with the you can't see me. And he left. And the show went off the air. And this was unstacked. I mean, I knew they were going to be pulling out all the stops when it came to this show. And when they get back to crowds, I knew that, you know, it was going to be, you know, epicness. They're going to try to bring it back. But man, this was, I don't, I don't know. I know. Here's the thing. People here are going to complain about everything. To me, Money in the Bank was one of, was great. And just having fans back, the epic ma- moments, the matches, Money in the Bank this year was fantastic. I feel like Nikki Cross and Biggie were the right calls looking back. I would have liked to see Liv, but Nikki's been on a roll, and I'm glad to see Nikki get it. Charlotte, if it leads to a bigger moment, I can understand if they do Charlotte Becky or something else at SummerSlam. Um, Usos winning titles make sense as well. Reigns winning made sense. Lashley dominating was great. Um, everything about the show, I, I had no problems with much of the show. Um, everything was on par. All the matches were epic, and they had moments where you didn't know what was gonna, when who was going to win or when it was going to happen. Uh, Money in the Bank 2021 will go down as a good pay-per-view in my eyes. I really loved it. If you want the final total of the two-night pay-per-view prediction, Jeff ended with a grand total of 34. I uh, Nathan had 60, and I win after a long time of losing. I finally back on the win column with 67 points securing the victory for this month's pay-per-view predictions. I'm not sure what the next pay-per-view we'll probably be doing is SummerSlam, so that'll be a big one. Might do like double points or something. Um, But yeah, wrestling this weekend was fantastic. I mean, I had, you know, just having fans back is so great. And let's hope people are smart and we don't have another breakout because they can't go back to no fans. Um, they've got to keep this momentum up. We'll see what happens tonight on Raw. It's supposed to be a big one. John Cena is going to kick off the show. Rumors running rampant that a huge debut is going to be happening. And a couple returns are probably going to happen, including the rumors of Becky Lynch and maybe Keith Lee. So uh, we'll see how big of a show Raw actually is tonight. I feel like this is going to be like the Raw after Mania um, because Money in the Bank was kind of like, the restart of the season. So we're going to go crazy here. Um, so I'm looking forward to raw tomorrow tonight. Well, obviously hopefully one, somebody will be joining me tomorrow and we'll be discussing raw and then quickly, you know, probably get their thoughts on money in the bank. Um, so that's going to do it for the wrestling portion of this show. We're going to transition over into sports, uh, a big weekend in sports. Um, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, we're, we have a big weekend. Um, NBA, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Saturday night, we had game five of the NBA Finals. Bucks, Suns. Uh, this was a thrilling, thrilling game. Uh, yeah. Devin Booker put up 40 points. Was not enough, though, and I think the the, the big thing here about these finals, the first two games, Chris Paul played amazingly. 
And uh, Chris Paul's kind of fallen off the last three games, leaving Milwaukee to win. Milwaukee gets the win here, by the way, 123-119. The final seconds, a steal happens. Uh, Milwaukee gets the ball, and Giannis slams it home uh, with the seconds running down. A crazy finish to a crazy game. Uh, Milwaukee now has a 3-2 lead as we head to the next game on Tuesday. It'll be game six. Must win for Phoenix. They have to win to stay alive to make it a seven-game series. But I can say this. This finals, may some people may not have wanted this finals. It's not two big-name teams. But this has been a fantastic finals. These teams have gone out and played team basketball. They are playing for tremendous. Uh, this has been a fantastic finals. And from my eyes, from for just from the fan. And uh, yeah, I, I love it when these these teams that have never won or haven't won in a long time get this opportunity to win because it always means more to me. I feel like it means more when it's, you know, not the teams you see every week, you know? That makes sense. Like, not the teams you see every year winning. It, it, it means more as a fan. Like, I, damn, when is he going to do it for the first time? It's going to be great. That celebration is going to be amazing either way. I'm still pulling for the Suns, um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, Milwaukee's looking pretty dominant these last three games. So, um, what else happened over there in the world of sports? We had the Olympics, or the Olympics, sorry. We had the Open. We had the golf. We had the Open tournament. And we had a first round. Uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a first time winner of the Open. Colin Morikawa wins his second major. He's only 24 years old. It's his first time ever playing the Open, and he gets the win. Uh, that's history right there, folks. Uh, he shot a 67 in the first round. He shot a 15 under total to win by two strokes over Jordan Spieth. Um, Colin Morikawa, the young, young, um, you know, 24-year-old phenom in the world's golf. Takes the Open for the first time. His second major this year. Um, man, he's having a great, great year. Uh, just, just tremendous. <clears throat> uh, we had a couple games. I actually going to run through the scoreboard of sports of baseball because we, you know, we had a couple games this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we're going to go through the standings of baseball real quick. Um, Boston still leading the way out in the American League East. Uh, Right behind them, though, half game back is Tampa Bay. And then we have a huge decline. Uh, Toronto, six games back. New York, seven. And Baltimore, 25 games back. Out in the central, Chicago has a demanding eight-game lead on the Cleveland Indians. Chicago, 56 and 36. Uh, behind Cleveland is Detroit, 14 games back. Minnesota, 17. And Kansas City, 19. Uh, that's Chicago's conference. They're going to win that division. Out West in the American League, Houston has now taken a commanding three-and-a-half game lead. They're increasing that lead. Oakland in second. Seattle six games back from them. Uh, Los Angeles nine games back. And Texas is 20-and-a-half back. In the National League, New York Mets still leading the way in the National League East. Uh, two games over the second-place team, Philadelphia Phillies. Atlanta in third four games back. Washington is six games back and Miami is nine and a half in the central Milwaukee leading the way at 56 and 39. Um, Cincinnati who's up and down this year and seven games back Chicago and St. Louis are nine games back and Pittsburgh is 19 games back 
And out West, San Francisco leading the way in a division that's actually kind of close. Los Angeles, one game back. San Diego, five. And then it falls apart as Colorado is 18. And Arizona, worst record in MLB, 32 and a half games back. Wow. Um. <clears throat> Uh, let's see what else we had the NASCAR race. I'll have Jeff come in tomorrow if he's here um, and I'll have Jeff uh, talk about the NASCAR race at New Hampshire. But Eric Almaroa gets the win, winning 25 laps um, total, 46 points in the thing. Eric Almaroa now with his second win on third win of the year. He won one of the duels. Um, second total actual win. Um, so let's we'll, we'll take a look at the NASCAR standings heading into the playoffs. We only got a couple races left here. Kyle Larson still leading the way. Martin Truex is second. Bowman is third. Bush fourth. Elliott Chase Elias is fifth. That's Kyle Bush, by the way, fourth. William Byron sixth. Joey Logano seventh. Keselowski ninth. Kurt Busch tenth. Christopher Bell eleventh. Michael McDowell twelfth. Eric Almarilla. Almarola is 13th, Danny Hamlin 14th, Harvick 15th, and Tyler Reddick 16th. Uh, right outside of the playoffs is Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, Matt DiMonetto, and Ross Chastain. Um, but again, you need one win. You're going to get in immediately, automatically, so anyone can get in. Um, uh, let's see what anything else happened over the weekend. We had a couple of uh, people in uh, – the NBA or the National League team gets a win. The men's basketball team got a win over Spain. Um, Unsell, Wes Unsell Jr. has been hired as the new Washington Wizards head coach. So a lot of these teams are now figuring out their next coaches. Uh, so uh, Scott Brooks was the coach. He's leaving. Um, and they're bringing in Wes Unsell Jr. as new head coach. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let's see. Anything else happened? Uh, was there any WNBA scores over the weekend? There was, uh, no, there wasn't. They were on break. That's right. They're on their all-star break. So. Oh, no, there was. Okay. Oh, that's August. Oh, they're on. That's right. They're on break till August for the Olympics. So there's no more WNBA. They'll be on break till August for the Olympics, so no more covering WNBA. Olympics starting really, really soon, so we'll be having a we'll be having a we'll be talking about that. Um, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, you know, slow, slow sports as we go. Uh, we had a did we have a fight night? I think there was a fight night. There was a fight night. Uh. We'll go through the fight night results. It was Islam Makovec versus Thiago Moises. Uh, Makovec gets the win. Round four with his rear naked choke. Um, 20 and one. Got to earn a title shot at some point, I would say. Um, very. He, he's moving up the rankings here. I, I feel like he's got to earn it. Um, Maisha Tate made her return to the octagon. In a women's bantamweight fight against Marion Renaul. And Tate gets the win with a knockout in the third round. So a huge return for Tate. 
Uh, Matisus Gamrot beat Jeremy Stevens by submission in round one, a minute into the fight. Very early submission for Matisse in a lightweight fight. Rodolfo Vieira and Dustin Stolfzis fought in a middleweight fight. This went three rounds. In the end, Vieira wins by submission with a rear naked choke. And the very first fight on the main card, it was Billy Corintillo beating Gabriel Benitz in a featherweight fight. Round three by knockout. Yeah, so there you go. That is your fight night MMA update. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it. I don't really. Uh, there was a Bellator fight as well. Uh, Kane Juliana Velasquez beat Denise Kilholtz. Tyrell Fortune beat Matt Matrone. Matthias Matos beat C.J. Hamilton. Arlene Blenko beat Diana Silva, and Johnny Eblen beat Travis Davis. There you go. That's your MMA news and results for the weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, don't really have much else here to talk about with sports. I, again, this is going to be weird because, again, I'm by myself. Um, it's, 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 it's a little weird today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, not used to this. I like to have someone to talk off of. Um, um we have interesting news in the world of video games. We're going to roll over to video games now. If you've all seen the ads for Peloton, the exercise bike, they're going to introduce an in-app video game um, where you pedal to control a rolling wheel. Instead of listening to an inst- instructor yell at you and tell you to keep going, you can play this game. As a tentatively called Lane Break. It'll be only available for Peloton bike owners and subscribers. Um, it involves riders changing their cadence and resistance to meet various goals and control an on-screen rolling wheel. Uh, you choose a difficulty level, the type of music you want to hear, and the duration of the track. There will be a members-only beta opening later this year. So there you go. If you're a Peloton owner, you know, hey, uh, get yourself a video game. You know? Awesome. I always like to see, you know, more video game stuff happening, no matter what it's at. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always cool with that. Um, and then we got a, a, a new a, a, a Nintendo update, as we do every single podcast. Feels like there's a report. Uh, um, basically, Nintendo said that there's no plans for launching any other models at this time. So the OLED Switch will be the last one for a while. So so no uh, Switch Pro or Switch 4K or anything like that. So this will be the last one for the foreseeable future. So, interesting. Um, let's see. Anything else? I, I mean, I, you know, I don't really cover the video game news that much. Uh, that's kind of Nathan's thing, so... Uh, um, there's another EA play coming. Um, skate will not be available. People are so upset because you know they had no, you know, no Mass Effect. Dragon Age, Star Wars, 
and now no skate at this EA Play stuff. And people are getting frustrated. EA Skate said, this is the quote. I'll read this quote out. Holy shit. It's been a year. What have we been up to? Well, we formed a studio back in January, got a bunch of super talented people to join the family, and we've been working hard on the new game. Now, we know many of you were hoping to see more from us this week, but we're not ready for prime time just yet, and we won't be a part of the EA Play Live show on Thursday. It's still early, and we are committed to doing this thing right, which means it's going to take some time. Our number one goal is not to blow it for uh, for you, for us, for Skate. However, we are stoked to share a little something with you all tomorrow. Now, this was posted yesterday. So we should have something today at some point involving skate. So we'll see what that is. And we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um, again, it was a slow weekend for video game news as it always is. Uh, you know, video games are not, they're not going to drop a lot of stuff on the weekends. It just doesn't happen. Um, so again, this was a norm. This was not a normal. And I'm sure if this was, other people here this would go a lot longer of a podcast i ended up getting almost an hour out of this i'm not sure how i did that um but yeah i'm gonna check the releases and then i'm gonna close this thing out and say uh you know this has been a good one um uh, come on internet Uh, yeah, no games this week or today at all. We've got some games tomorrow, but no games releasing today. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, like I said, I don't follow the video game much. I, I play, but I don't really follow the news. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, we do have an announcement. A new Tom Clancy's Universe game will be announced tomorrow. So, um, so we'll see what that means. Uh, 11 a.m. today. So a new Tom Clancy game. Uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll look into that and I'll get all the updates on that tomorrow. Um, figure out what that is. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, for watching on YouTube. I'm going to be posting every day. I, um, it's been a while, but I'll get them up probably the morning after. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. Hello. And if you're listening, we appreciate every listener that listens to this podcast. Again, if you do not know, we've upload a new episode on Spotify and anchor, um, 7 PM central time, 8 PM Eastern. And then there, they just, all the other ones are a little later, uh, will be available on YouTube the next morning, probably five, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, the video version will be up on YouTube for those of you that want to watch me. I don't know why you'd want to watch me, but you can watch me. Um, if you do not know, also for all the social media, it's at Sabri ENT. That's where the YouTube channel is. That's where we are going to be. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. It's Sabri ENT. Super easy, super simple. Give us a like, give us a follow interact with me i love interacting with people and having conversations about stuff i'll be live tweeting raw tonight so uh check that out uh yeah that's gonna do it um i appreciate you all listening uh again this is gonna this was weird i don't like doing this by myself but i gotta get them out for you guys 
So uh, thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate every one of you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening. For nobody, for me, I'm Ryan, reminding you to always score if you can, save if you must, but always suplex when necessary.